<clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Carl Experience, Scene Two, a uh, Season Two, Episode Twenty Two. Okay, this is going to be the uh, podcast. I shake it up a little bit. This is music and what I like. Not everybody's going to like this one, but that's why I'm the one talking <clears throat> now. Um, just as a uh, preface note to this whole thing. Yeah, gotta love dry throat, right? Um, I noticed uh, an uptick in a lot of uh, podcasting. Not what you thought I was going to say at first, huh? Uh, But yeah, I've seen a lot more people uh, talk about podcasting, and I've tried to pay attention to some of the podcasters. And... Yeah, a few people have started up podcasts, and they should. Like uh, Sprout, he started his own podcast with one of his mates, Dusty Grant. And I see it as a pretty cool thing. I mean, I don't get—I don't have a sponsor or anything for mine, but I'm not going to complain because I also don't have anybody to answer to either. I answer to myself. And you guys give me your opinions, and I listen to them. I may not take them... I may not full-fledged take them in, but I do listen to everything you guys have to say when you guys do bother chiming up. Um, And on a note about the state of the world right now, I am not going to say anything about uh, what lives matter and what lives don't. All lives matter, period. Um... Looting and pillaging and burning is bad. Um, Peaceable protest is the way things are supposed to be done. And that's it. I'm not going to add any more to any fuel to that fire because (coughs) we're living in a world right, right at this moment where everybody just, and I mean just starting to listen, instead of just talking. Three or four days ago, I left Facebook. Well, I didn't leave it. I signed out. Because all everybody wanted to do was be heard. Everybody wanted to talk, talk, talk. No, everybody was telling us what the problems were. I have, in previous podcasts, I've actually offered solutions to this. But nobody listens to me, so who gives a damn? (laughs) Um, Some of you who have listened might agree or disagree with with what uh, my solutions were. But you don't have to agree with everything I say. That's the beauty of it. <clears throat> I did offer solutions, though. Now, with that crap out of the way, and with the uh, with the New Age plague going in recline and decline, because people genuinely have been locked up in their houses for three months, yeah. So now to talk about music. <clears throat> this podcast is about music. More specifically, my tastes. I hope to enlighten and expand your music repertoire. Repertoire, repertoire. Who knows, you might even like it. And yes, I expect all of you to throw some grooves, music, whatever, right back at me. I would like to thank those of you who tune in regularly, and please like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't hit smash that red button yet. And I do appreciate those of you who actually listen to these podcasts and give feedback. It does help. 
And if you're not giving feedback, if you're watching, I thank you. If you're giving feedback, I really thank you. And for a few people, you people actually make getting ideas possible, especially since March. <sighs> now, I've been listening to music and have heard a great many things over the course of my life. I was exposed to country and rock and roll and heavy metal from mom and dad. Country rockabilly and girly rock from mom, heavy uh, rock, heavy metal, glam rock, and I think I was supposed to add something here from dad. With my paternal grandparents, that's my dad's parents. No, that's, I messed that one up. <laughs> nope, I got it right. That was my dad's parents. Sorry, I wrote this. I've been writing this for like three days and trying to uh, just kind of stumbling upon it. I was exposed to country, rock and roll, and heavy metal from mom and dad. Country, rockabilly, and girly rock by mom, rock, heavy metal, all that from dad. With my paternal grandparents, that's my dad's parents, it was honky tonk and raves or ancient country music with Elvis blues and gospel and jazz. I'll come back to this, uh, come back to that here in a second. With my maternal grandparents, with my mother's parents, it was straight, old-timey country, bluegrass, and Depression-era music. And I'm not when I'm talking, like, old-timey country, we're talking a mixture of blue, uh, bluegrass and just flat-out hillbilly music, you know, everybody get together and, you know, do the uh, jug flute and uh, the spoons, clicking the spoons. That's how old country they were. But you got to figure both my parents are uh, both of my mom's parents <clears throat> were born in the twenties. I literally they were born in the twenties, so they were you know they 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 had to grow up during depression era stuff. So when you hear songs like if you watch if you ever watch the Green Mile and you hear that old timey shit of when the sun came through I saw you that they listened to that growing up. And back in the 80s, there was, like, one station playing antique, Dust Bowl-era, Great Depression-era music. And we listened to it regularly. Nothing exciting at all. <clears throat> they had about the most boring music ever, but I still listened to it because I had to. With my maternal grandparents, it was, yeah, I already said that one. No? Yeah, I'm going back to that, right? My mother was a daughter of one of the highest ranked members of the Baptist church they attended, and her mother was a very outspoken person. My grandmother on my mom's side went to Friends University um, back, yeah, back then. I studied French. She was fluent in French. So, needless to say, there wasn't any exciting music there. <clears throat> Just half of the music required to make all of the music today. You don't, without the aforementioned, like, ancient country music, uh, bluegrass, and depression-era music, we wouldn't have the music we have today. And people, uh, people who would tell you that they didn't get their musical influence from anything, they just kind of created it, that's a lie. You have to have musical influences to be able to have, to have something to draw from. 
Now, my paternal grandparents, at their house you might hear gospel, jazz, Elvis, the Beatles, Irish folk music, or anything else exciting, including, say, bagpipe music. Uh, um, a time or two I went in and heard them listening to gospel choir music. <clears throat> and I vividly remember going into Grandpa's uh, study, or study area, which is part of the back room. And he was listening to Duke Ellington on a hi-fi record, you know. And, uh, we're talking an original hi-fi uh, recorder. And, yeah, it was interesting. But their music their music tastes completely rendered my education on music. Whereas my mom's parents were highly, highly, highly conservative. Outspoken, but still conservative to the core. And my dad's parents were progressive. They weren't, they were still conservative, but they weren't nearly, you know, they weren't Amish conservatives. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And no, I'm not putting down Amish people. I'm just pointing out the difference. And the reason they were brought, uh, those were brought up to you is so you understand what my, why my tastes are so varied. And that's actually a truth. Without my grandmother making me listen to country, uh, uh, we're talking Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, the like. Uh, and then listening, the next song would be like Irish folk music or bagpipes, and then it would switch to like uh, Little Richard, then it would switch to uh, some sort of hippie music like uh, the Mamas and the Papas, uh, the Carpenters, which my dad overplayed when I was a kid, so I don't ever like the Carpenters. No offense to the Carpenters, I just, I'm not a fan of them. Now, I will point out the fact that there are experts who are really just failed artists and who, who turn into critics out of need to be some sort of influence in the world they couldn't hack it in. And I have literally met up with a few, a few people who are critics. Literally met them in person. And we start talking about things. And like, like I pointed out to the critic, or him... Your music, your music taste changes as you age. Like, when I was 17, 18, it was completely different than what it is now. My, I love rock and roll. I love heavy metal. Those are my base points. And then I also, lo- I also tend to dabble into <coughs> uh, rap. And we're not talking, you know, ju- just violence on top of violence. Y'all might, hey, you guys might think that, but it's not. I mean, I've listened to, I've listened to Two Chains. God, I felt dumb after listening to that shit. I've listened to Little Yachty, and my brain, I about blew my own brains out there. I'm not saying that gangster rap or this new shit is bad, but have some standard. I've listened to mumble rappers and. They're talking about the uh, talk. They're talking about nonsensical shit. I think the last rap song I actually listened to, paid attention to, and actually liked was uh, Eminem's latest uh, single from the album "Music to Be Murdered By." Uh, I think it was Godzilla is the name of it. I think. But yeah, I I actually heard that three days after it came out. I was farther behind the curve than what it wanted to be. <laughs> But the song has value. Not only did he top his performance in Rap God. Now, you, 
some of you may be like, well, all they talk about is certain things. Yeah, but you've also got to remember that Eminem may be a rapper, but he's also a master lyricist. He can make certain words work out to rhyme with other words that should not rhyme. And his whole thing isn't just to rhyme. It's to make a point. It's to make a statement. So I'm not sticking up a rap by any means. Rap has its own, rap has its uh, has its sea of losers, and then it has those few shining gems. And some kids, I've heard people say the same thing about rock and roll and heavy metal, which I can't disagree with because that is a valid opinion. Like I've listened to country here lately because the wife loves country. I'm not a country person myself. I'm a rock and roller. I'm a heavy metal guy. <clears throat> you slip on you slip on some uh, let's see disturbed uh, warhammer uh, what's his name Ramstein industrial rock uh, throw me on some uh, Well, while Sprout was there, some uh, Screaming Red Mutiny or uh, the other band that he was in. I, I cannot for the life of me remember the name right now. I don't know why. I can't. It just I can see the picture. I just can't think of the name. But uh, I'm terrible with names. So some of you, some of you know that, some of you don't. But that's the way that is. But... Yeah, I, I primarily like, you know, Metallica, ACDC, uh, Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Um, really got into Rob Zombie as a teenager, late, late teenager. Um, I started incorporating more uh, R&B or rap into my uh, listening selection because it was youth, and I was busy trying to find uh, a partner to go to bed with. How about that? <clears throat> I was interested in women, and women weren't, weren't interested in me. They'd blow... They'd mention out some... Uh, well, if you want to have anything to do with me, do you know who this is, this is, this is? No idea who they were. Come to find out, almost nobody knew who they were, so why am I bothering listening to these people? No, I did it to. Uh, I did it to. I listened to a lot of the R and B because of the beat. Because a lot of women that were hanging out at bars at the same time I was wanted music to shake their booty to. They wanted to shake their butt to the music and show the guys with fat wallets that they were worth the time to spend money on. Yeah, I didn't get it either, but. Um, Say what you will about my music taste, but at least I'm consistent. I've been into rock and roll forever. Um, like I said, I grew up listening to all the old country artists, and even some that clearly don't exist and haven't existed for 50 years. I mean, my grandma Cunningham, she ended up having... She mentioned some country folks that I didn't even know existed. And back then... Like in the early 2000s, I tried looking them up on the internet. There was no information, and now I can't remember the names anymore. Because, yeah, when you hear them like once, it's kind of hard to remember them after, you know, 30, 40 years. 
but yeah, my grandparents, um, my mom's parents were very uptight and religious, and they listened to a lot of old-timey and country music. My dad's mother, she was, well, she was 15 when she had my dad, 15 or 16. 40, she was 16 when she had my dad. And so she was a young mom, and she was barely an adult when the Beatles came around. You know, she was into all the, she was into all the new shit, the cool stuff. <coughs> Just like she was a huge fan of uh, Johnny Cash, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, Hank Williams Sr., Hank's, Hank Williams Jr. I don't even think she... I don't even think she knew who the hell Hank Williams III was, but not too many people do. Now, as of right now, I I was we were listening to the country the other day on uh, um, whatever music channel we were on on the TV. We listened to this. We listened to the country radio for about two hours, and finally, I asked my wife if we were just been listening to one album. Like, no, why is that? Because all the guys sound the same. All the guys are starting to sound the same. When Johnny Cash came on, you knew it was him. When Waylon Jennings came on, you knew it was him. When George Jones came on, you knew it was him. When Willie Nelson came on, you knew it was him. They were very distinguishable voices. So far, everybody's starting to sound like two or three people. I mean, I really... I really I really, really, really miss Toby Keith. Call me weird. I miss Toby Keith's voice because he is... A lot of people tried sounding like him <coughs> in the late 90s, early 2000s. <coughs> Dry throat. Let me get my uh, water bottle real quick. It has ice in it. I literally just stuck a, a distilled water into a Gatorade bottle and froze it. Okay, anyway. Um, with Country Today, much like with rap, and no, I'm trying not to put these two in the same boat, I'm just making a comparison. I've listened to a lot of, I've tried to listen to a lot of new rappers and listen to the YouTube reaction videos to said rappers and, oh, this is revolutionary, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not discounting the fact that the rapper might be making money, but the people listening to the rap when are like, oh, this is revolutionary. No, it's not. It's not revolutionary by any means. That's why when some people are like, well, they're saying the same thing about country music. Well, this person is changing country. No, they're not. If they all sound the same, how are they different from everybody else when they sound exactly the same? And then it's listen to the words. I listen to the words. They say the exact same. They say the almost the exact same words, or they say words that are synonymous with everything that's been said in the previous song. And this is becoming prevalent in country music, <clears throat> so much so that even my wife is like, "Well, this song is this song is blah 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 blah." I'm looking at the screen. That's not the name. Have her look it up. She's like. Well, I thought that sounded just like, yeah, a lot of them are starting to sound the same. Everybody wants to be the next Carrie Underwood or Kelly Pickler or whoever the hell is popular in country right now. Okay. 
And that is my problem with country right now. Is a lot of the guys sound the same. I mean, one of the few guys I can recognize instantly is Blake Shelton. Like me and my wife were uh, in a in our car and are somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, we were in our car. It's like a year ago. We were in our car and all of a sudden this really powerful uh, song came on. Before a song even started, I told my wife, we have to download this, whatever, whoever this is, you know, whatever. Turned out, it was God's Country by Blake Shelton. Now, am I all into the whole God message? No, I don't care. It's, it, the music instantly hooked me. And I'm a sucker for good music. Like, a lot of my friend, a lot of the people I knew back, what, eight years ago or so, maybe ten years ago, I was listening to uh, Thrift Show by Macklemore. And I normally don't give people like Macklemore the time of day because they all sound the damn same. And plenty of artists since Macklemore have come out and they sound exactly like Macklemore without his ability to make it pop. Now, having said that, Macklemore, his song, his song Thrift Shop, I still have it. Love listening to it. Some days when I'm out bike riding, that's the first three songs I listen to. I just hit repeat on it the first three times so I can get my groove on while I'm biking. But there's also another song by him. I think it's One Love. Amazing song. Love it. I love that song. Now, do I enjoy everything Macklemore does? No. But as an artist... What he comes out with, I do love it. It has purpose. Like, I've downloaded a couple of his albums. Not all of his songs are good. Some of his songs are darker than I want or deal with subjects that I don't like. You know, it's that's a subjective thing. And so when people tell me that this person or that person sucks, okay, well, that's a subject. Music is subjective. It'll hit every, all the people in this community and nobody on this community. So for me, I grew up with I grew up with Queen, Metallica, ACDC, uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Johnny Cash. And I grew up with quite a mix. <clears throat> like hearing uh, Kenny Rogers for the first time, Don't Leave Me Lucille. I don't know what the actual name of that song is. I don't care. I haven't listened to it in like 30 years. I haven't listened to it since I was like 10. And it's not because I don't like Kenny Rogers. I grew out of Kenny Rogers. Just like I grew out of Johnny Cash to a certain extent. And yeah, there was a time in the very, like in 99 and 2000 where I was a Bible thumper. And yeah, I was, I admit I was a hypocrite. I was reading the Bible every day. I was smoking weed, getting stoned off my ass, and getting drunk while reading the Bible. Now, some of you may take that to be offensive, but that's the way I lived my life back then. I mean, I didn't have kids. I sure as hell didn't have a hell of a lot of responsibilities. My responsibilities were, uh, let's see, pay mom and dad rent and keep myself in uh, cigarettes and alcohol. If I wanted alcohol... If I had the money for alcohol, my parents would go out and buy it for me when I was out, well, after I was out of high school. 
because I found out that I was making more money than my parents. Like, my parents would work, and they were working for the bus company. I was working at Apprentice Personnel, which is no longer there. They, they, they're no longer there at uh, Broadway and Orm, I believe it is. Maybe the next street down. I can't remember anymore. It's I, uh, I just know everything by visual over there. But yeah, it's uh, when I was nineteen, I was making more money than my parents were because they set their pay- they set their two paychecks down, and because apprentice personnel was day labor. I put all my uh, paycheck stubs down there, and they found that I made more money than they did. So they didn't care if I, as long as I was paying my share of the bills. Okay, you're going to have to wait till I'm done with this podcast, okay? Okay. I told you I was going to do it. Now get back in your room. Close your door, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now... Back in that time, I was into... I was still into Smash Mouth. Um, Jars of Clay. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. And if anybody here... If, if you guys are listening and you're like... Well, you did mention this band or this band. Like, my co- a lot of people I know like to listen to Smashing Pumpkins. I'm not saying the Smashing Pumpkins is, isn't a good band. They just weren't my... I could not stand the Smashing Pumpkins. Literally, I could... Alice in Chain, Jars of Clay, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Hole, as crappy as Courtney was back then. Uh, Nirvana, you know, any of that crap I would listen to. Even Slipknot. But listening to Smashing Pumpkins was, to, to me, it sounded like garbage. It wasn't my thing. Never has been my, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins have never really been my thing. And I even heard their latest music, and it wasn't resonating with me. I go with, the, I, I get into things that resonate with me. That's why when I watch, like, America's Got Talent, for instance. I don't watch American Idol anymore, but I used to do the same thing with the old American Idol. If if they can't wow me at home, I'm not voting for them. When I'm watching America's Got Talent, I'm not watching to vote anymore. It's I'm watching to see what's come up. Like, if I get somebody who gives me goosebumps from the get-go and I get goosebumps all throughout their performance, I'm going to download the app just to vote for them. And I have no problem with that. And I'm not saying you should watch one of these dumbass shows that uh, proliferate like that. But I watch America's Got Talent as an escape. It's a way for me to see talent. And usually, most of the, like, I'm 99.8% of the time accurate on who's going to win the, uh, the show. And that's even if I'm working or not. I can predict the winner because I know talent. Sometimes the, uh, well, as some of you know, some of that crap's already predetermined well before anything. As they've already uh, proven, but yeah, the, this is the uh, that is when I was into. I got into American Idol at a certain point in my life, where I had young children. I missed the first few seasons because I was busy working. I mean, not just well, I'll work eight hours and then I can go home like you do nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> 
back then, I'm sure as some, if all of you remember, back when working eight hours was sometimes the minimum. There were certain jobs where I was there, uh, you know, 10, 12, even 16 hours. 16 hours is kind of rare. That was more for hospital workers. But, uh, yeah. This, I don't even know what to call it. But, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I had it and it happens. But uh, I know some of you are probably screaming, you were on this point! That's the beauty of PTSD. Sometimes it just clear. Uh, sometimes I have a brain fart and my mind goes completely blank. But yeah, I listen to nowadays. I listen to Irish folk music, bagpipe music, heavy rock, heavy metal, uh, anything that Sprout is uh, doing, whether it be solo or in a band. I listen for him, and it's not because I don't enjoy the other band members. It's because I don't know them. I've known Sprout. For shit. 1996, 1997, 1998, somewhere in there, late night, mid to late 90s. And the first, like I said, the first time I saw him was a shock. Hearing him talk was an even bigger shocker. I'd never seen a tall, thin uh, uh, black kid just come up to a, a group of white kids, especially at Sonar Hill, and just fit in. What's even what's even weir- uh, weirder is he was talking like most of us, without the hillbilly gate. He was talking like a dude from California. Totally shocked the shit out of me, and he might have seen the shock on my face or not, but I w- I didn't hold any prejudice against him. He was just there, and I didn't know until what 2010 anything about him being in music. And it's not because I was ignorant. It's just you know, I I had my own life to live. I you know I was busy getting chasing tail, uh, uh, getting high, getting drunk. We're talking the you're talk, we're talking turn of the century era. But yeah, as I as I've come to know it, I've listened to his music and had my wife listen to some of his music. She enjoys hearing him, but she doesn't enjoy all the rock and roll that I do that I listen to because I listen to. Hard rock, industrial rock, Mongol rock. Uh, my wife listens, as I said before, to country. She likes a little bit of R&B, you know, booty popping music, stuff like that. But she really does love that, and she loves listening to Native American flute music and Native American music. So I try to download that when I can. <laughs> <sighs> and I think... I think as of right now, I'm going to decide to make this a two episode. I'm going to make this a two-part uh, episode. So the next episode will be about music as well. And yeah, because I only I'm only doing this till about three o'clock, and right now it's two thirty-five, two thirty-six Central Standard Time, of course. Now. I would love to be able to tell you that I, I am I am the deity of all I listen to all these kinds of music, but I'm not. There are certain kinds of music like for instance, you name the most obscure obscure band you can, and I guarantee I can I can uh, name one more obscure. 
Close your door, monkey. Oh, you're going to the bathroom? As far as obscure band goes, most people tell me one and I already know it. And they're like, well, nobody knows this one. Well, I know that band. And because of my sister, because of my older sister's first husband, I now know a relatively almost unknown band. I'm talking, I haven't found more, I haven't found ever more than three people that even know who the hell I'm talking about. The band is called Out. They make, I guess it's called a psychedelic music. O-W-T. Look it up, I dare you. If you can find it, you're doing a lot better than me. I spent three days looking for this band and their music, and I could only find an album cover. And that was the one album. And, yeah, that asshole introduced that introduced uh, me to them, and I used to listen to it a lot getting high. And the sad part is, is the higher you get, the, the, uh, the more the music makes sense. It actually sounds like music. If you're stone cold sober, that music doesn't make any sense. I know, I've tried. And as far as I know, unless I unless I was reading correctly, they sold a total of 300 albums, all which uh, I think one or between one and five survived the 90s. The rest of them all got thrown out or were ruined by living conditions of their uh, owners. Now, as far as music reviews goes, I find those faulty as hell. Like, I heard, I saw, I downloaded the latest Boys to Men album that I could find, because I was a teenager, and, you know, uh, in my formidable teenage years, Boys to Men was the, was the band, was the boy band that ruled the world. Nobody could do anything about them. They were a force of nature. And I listened to their latest... I listened to their latest album roughly about a year ago, maybe a little longer ago. And I think it was called Under the Streetlight or Under the Gaslight or some weird thing. And the reviewer said that the music was awesome. It was reminiscent of doo-wop and doobie music. And they had rave reviews to say about this album. I downloaded the album and I listened to it. <clears throat> and I have never been more ashamed to call myself a Boys and Men fan when listening to this album. The old guy, the, the guy who used to be their bass, you know, that way down bass, he is no longer in the band. He's retired, he has scoliosis, and he's staying at home so he's not singing anymore. The problem is they don't have the same sound without that bass. Without him, they do not have... It's not Boyz II Men without every member. You know? <clears throat> and so for me, I was listening to the songs, and they're all okay. They don't, they don't have, like, one really good song. Not great song, but really good song. All the rest of their songs are like, hey, who cares? Just like I listened to... I, I downloaded a few years ago, I downloaded the, Kate, the Katy Perry album that just came out, and the Taylor Swift album that it came out. And we hooked it, we downloaded them and put them on a separate computer and played them side by side because I had an issue. We started playing them, and my wife's like, why are you playing one album on two different computers? That's what's wrong with music. 
I, I be, in my opinion, I'm going to say that Taylor Swift sold out, and so did Katy Perry to a certain point. Katy Perry went from being older teen music to just flat-out pop, and not very inspirational pop. Like she hasn't come out with a new ver- she hasn't come out with a new song like, say, Roar. Love that song. My kids listen to it. I make them listen to it because it's teaching empowerment. Don't be a pansy. Be the leader. Don't take a backseat to some, uh, to some asshole who knows less than you. Take the lead. And, you know, I've heard a few people like, well, that's teaching your kids the wrong thing. No, it's teaching them to be leaders. Don't be some pansy behind some boy just because he's cute. You'd be better. You'd be stronger. You'd be harder. All while wearing a bra, wearing high heels, and makeup. I don't advocate wearing makeup for uh, women a whole lot because of the idi- uh, because of you could say the idiocy of it. I have this thing that causes me to react, but like when you go on a date, the woman's usually gussied up, she's all looking pretty and crap. She's got all this shit ton of makeup, and the guy shows up. He's sweating his balls off because he's nervous. He's in a nice suit. And and I've watched this so many so many goddamn times, it's not even funny. He is sweating his balls off in a really nice suit. And she explains that he's sweating a lot because, of course, he's nervous, you know, new date and all that. And she puts him down. But yet she's the one wearing makeup. And then when women are like, well, I don't go out without makeup on, okay. But you've got to realize that's, being, that's having a false face. Guys don't do that. And so, yes, I have an issue with that, but back to music. (laughs) It never surprises me the limits people will go for music. Like, as a for instance, I was, right before I logged out of Facebook, Tim Faust of of the country acapella band, Home Free, made a comment on his personal Facebook page about they don't give a shit about music right now. They're more worried about what's going on in the country with this whole George Floyd thing. And so now they're going to be bl- apparently yesterday they said something about they're going to be blacking and they're going to be blacked out until something is done. Okay, my uh, my pro- my problem with uh all these musicians who are joining in. You guys waited how long to join up with this movement? Yeah. For me, I'm listening to you because I enjoy your music. I don't give a shit about your political beliefs for the most part. If you make an appropriate maneuver, like Sting, awesome musician. The guy has literally done more in his life than most people will do in ten lifetimes. And unless I'm mistaken, he also donates to a shitload of charities. So if anybody's like, well, Sting needs... No, Sting already does enough. Sting's been doing this crap for 30 years. 40 years. Probably longer than that. Sting has been donating to charitable causes for decades. And now everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. But admittedly, Sting's... uh, Sting's uh, uh, discography is arguably not the best. <laughs> I know I've I've got most of his albums and they're not they're not like 
really insanely high quality, but they're high quality enough. Um, yeah, just like my days of going out to uh, the karaoke bar. The craziest dude I ever saw ended up doing the Lumberjack song for Monty Python. If you don't know what the Lumberjack song is, get over on YouTube, click in the Lumberjack song, Monty Python. Uh, it should either be Eric Idle or Michael Palin playing the Lumberjack. You're going to love it. This guy used to do the whole Lumberjack routine, complete with the, uh, with the uh, surprise ending. For those of you who don't know who that is, I'm not going to give it away because I want you to uh, be like, what the hell? What the fuck? <clears throat> now, I did. this is why I have to I have to write another episode because this I'm not even coming close to covering everything I wanted to cover. But one hour is not enough time for that. You, most of you should know that. And... Yeah, we haven't even gotten to we we haven't even gotten down to the level where I started listening to Disturbed, Rob's you know, I started really getting into Rob Zombie. Uh back when Nelly was a popular thing, the first time he came out. Um like TLC, Destiny's Child. And to be honest, I really wasn't crazy about some of the songs a lot of these artists did, just like I downloaded TLC's latest album, if you want to call it that. It's more junk than it is anything else. I listened to it, and I heard a lot of fanfare online about it, and I just like, yeah, no. <laughs> I have an ear for what sounds good. I actually do. Even if I don't like the music, I can, I can hear... Uh, if I say it's good, normally it starts going up in popularity. Normally. That's like, I have a 97, 98% success rate with picking out decent music. And if people are so ingrained with R&B and rap that they don't listen to anything else, but yet they're going to put down rock or country, well, you don't get that option. You can, but then you're being subjective and you're not opening your horizons. I've listened to songs with my oldest daughter, and some of them I don't get. Flat out, I... I, I, I don't like them, or they sound too much like Nirvana, or Jars of Clay, or, you know, uh, a mixture of uh, Freddie Mercury and, like, Slipknot. And yes, at one time I was listening to Christian Rock. Not like, not like uh, Creed used to be. Creed was actually considered before they went before they went really high up in national. They were considered a Christian rock band. They played here, and I asked them, and they said I asked them what they thought they were an alternative Christian rock band. Then they went nuclear and spread all over the world back then, and they stopped being that. And because of that, yeah, I. I I listen to Creed every now and again. I've got my, I've got two or three favorite songs from them. After that, it's all kind of like, hey, it's not good. It doesn't sound good. The songs I don't like never charted at all. And if they did, they're way at the back of the pile. They're so low on the totem pole, so not even worth mentioning. But we will have to do this again about music because I'd really like you guys to listen to 
<laughs> to some specific bands, um, maybe even hit up a classical album or two. From Chopin, uh, Beethoven, and if you guys are like, well, I already know all this stuff. Well, then that gives us something to talk about in Tussentute. And <clears throat> I want to get to classical. I want to get to uh, I want to get to Irish and Scottish folk music like bagpipes and Irish blue bluegrass, um, even some operatic because I love me some Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. I had, uh, we had a friend over, and I was playing Andrea Pacelli, and one of our friends is like, well, I don't like that. There's the door. I was listening to Andrea Pacelli. Uh, I put a, a disc of his that I burned off. Got most of his music on, like, one album or one disc. And I, I love listening to Andrea Pacelli when I have the chance. But, yeah, when people are like, well, this music sucks. It's opera music. You want cultured swine, leave the house. Opera is a hard thing to get used to, but so is bagpipe music. I remember growing up, I hated bagpipe. I hated it. And now, I can fall asleep to bagpipe music. Hell, that's one of my... that Bagpipe music can either get me going or settle me down. We, just like we have all of Celtic women that I know of. Yeah. Um, there's a band called Clutter Ring. Almost nobody's heard of them. My grandmother gave me the tape. Yes, that tape, the cassette tape, back in 1996. And a co-worker borrowed it and never returned it. Luckily, I happened to find it within the past 10 years, downloaded it, never, ever let that uh, album go. Matter of fact, I found out one of my other friends, Shanna, had the other album from Clutter Ring. Uh, the first one was Clutter Ring, Circle of Friends, and then Clutter Ring, we were Celtic, we were Celtic before it was cool. So yeah, there's a lot more to go through with country, uh, with, uh, say country, rock, alternative rock, we haven't even touched service with Nirvana yet. Or, uh, anything else. We're just kind of scratching the surface on my education. And, yeah, I want to talk more about music because, yeah, I'm kind of getting into the groove, but I don't want this to be too long because I still have other shit to do today. And my daughter's quiet time ends officially at 4 o'clock. So I have to have three or four things done before that. Now, having said all that, um, I would like to very much thank uh, uh, Laura Witham, <sighs> Gregory Allen Manuel, um... I don't know if who else listens to, the, listens to this, but um, oh yeah, Sean Hamilton, he's across the pond doing whatever he's doing there. I'm not at liberty to say, and even if I did know, I wouldn't be saying it because if he's work if he's working uh, with the military or the police, then I'd rather not know what the hell he's doing because I've already heard enough. Stories from other uh, some of my friends who were in the uh, services. Some of you already know some about that. <coughs> but uh, let's see, who else do I need to thank? Um, Sam Rowe, you know who you are. Um, give a shout out to her. Um, I'm going to thank my wife for uh, she knows that I do these and she supports it because it gives me a. 
it gives me a way to vent. The last time I did a, the last podcast I did, she came home and she said I was a lot more reserved, but yet I was easier to talk to. And yes, this podcast does help with my PTSD, so I work on that. I get stuck on things, but we get past them. Uh, trying to instill that into my children, but. I'm going to label this as uh, part one, the its own episode, but part one because it was this is really cathartic. Like it is really intensely cathartic, and this will give me a much much needed breaks so that I can do other other things besides work on the podcast. <laughs> and I know it's been two weeks since I worked on the podcast, but given everything, the state of everything. I need a break from all the vitriol and fugliness on the internet, and especially Facebook. Um, remember, if you guys need anybody to talk to, find somebody to talk to. I've already offered to uh, a few people to vent on me because I figure they might need it. I don't offer the uh, to those people lightly, and they should know that. I'm taking on uh, I take on their anger. Hold on a moment. What, monkey? I'm not done yet. I'll be done in a minute. I'm closing down the. I'm closing down the, this episode. Okay. I'll be in a variety. What? You want to say hi? We gotta come around here and say hi. She want to say hi, folks. So. Hi. Say hello. Hello. Okay, go. Quiet time. Her nap time. Close your door, please. She's not dressed because she really hasn't done anything, and she's supposed to clean her room before she can go play. So she hasn't cleaned her room. She doesn't get to play yet. Anyway, we are going to talk about music again, and I know there's a bunch of podcasts I said I would get back to, and some of them I will. Some of them I just have to rotate back to. I just want to give this... I want to give enough air to certain things so that I don't have to rotate back. And for those of you who are wondering if I will be doing a, a feature on George Floyd, yes. But right now, as for the past week, <clears throat> for the past week, everybody has been talking, nobody's been listening, and those who have been listening, they've just been shouting back whatever the hell they feel like it. I don't feel like doing anything on George Floyd until everything's come uh, come and gone, and everybody's cooled off, because everybody will cool off, because everybody does cool off. You always have a, have a great day, and enjoy this. Uh, I'm, not even try, I'm not even trying to work on another podcast until next weekend probably about Thursday or Friday of next week that's when I'll start working on it because I have other things to do. Life gets in the way of some things. And for all those people who are well, you can come out with it, no, I have responsibilities. Now, when, uh, when my daughter goes back to her grandmother's house or her great-grandmother's house, I will have more time to work on it. I'll probably be busting out the ink, too. So you guys take it easy. Peace out.